Welcome to the More Sports Now podcast. We're covering both sides of the Hudson. I'm Steve Titchener in our Jersey studio. I'm here with Matt Lachlan. And on the phone, we got John McAlevey. There's one thing to talk about this morning in the New York area, and that is the huge hangover from the draft last night that we miss out, the Knicks being we. Uh, we miss out on Zion Williamson because he is a generational pick. And I think there's a fall off to the picks afterward. And then uh, it's just a it's just a huge loss for the Knicks. Now, they only had a 14 percent chance, but we wanted that that Patrick Ewing luck. But they do get the third pick again. They only had a 14 percent chance. So how much can you cry about it? The Pelicans, of course, had a six percent chance and they uh, they are definitely he's definitely going in the, the first pick. He's going to go to New Orleans and then we have to figure out uh, the best route for the Knicks from there. Well, I guess the best news is they could be the Phoenix Suns or they could be the Cavaliers who got six and five respectively. They were um, they were of the 14 percent threesome that were at the top of the uh, draft mm-hmm. lottery thing. You know, all along, we were uh, they were talking all season long about tanking for Zion and he's going to be the savior. He's going to come to town and he's going to revolutionize the game of basketball and this and that. He's going to attract other players. Well, it didn't happen, okay? So now the shock of it wears off. So you start to think about now, okay, one guy wasn't going to fix this problem to begin with. They need not only him, they were going to need to get two max free agents. So there's part one of it. He, he would have been only the, uh, the first part of it all. They still need to attract two other ones. And then you take a look at the players behind them. And believe it or not, this is going to sound like revisionist history, but R.J. Barrett's skill set, to mm-hmm. me, as someone who watched a lot of college basketball this year, melds a lot better with the folks that everyone say are coming here, Kevin Durant and, say, Kyrie Irving, because pretty much Zion is sort of a back-to-the-basket guy and sort of a freelancer, offensive rebounder. He's not a guy you're going to run sets for to run him off screens and whatnot. Barrett is someone who can get anywhere he wants to go on the floor because he's got a great handle. He's left-handed, but he can go both ways. I just think his skill set fits those two guys better than, say, what Zion Williamson would do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still it's still a disappointment. I mean, you're talking about an amazing skill set. You saw the highlight reel for Williamson is amazing. And not only that, the charisma the guy has, he's just perfect for New York. So the excitement was so big because of that generational talent that you just want. It was it was a perfect uh, fit, I think, for the Knicks who need a forward. I think that's their biggest uh, their biggest need, as opposed to uh, a point guard with maybe going with Ja Morant, if he's even there. I mean, Memphis has the second pick. They may take him. So I think R.J. Barrett is the next best uh, option, and uh, I, and he's a nice player. But, you know, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, come on. I mean, I, there, there's a fall off there, and at least in terms of just – and again, listen, you know, a highlight reel is one thing. You're selling them short, Steve. You're well, no, selling them short. You know, a highlight reel is one thing. I was just, I was, I was walking it back. A highlight reel is one thing. Now, what, how is games going to fit in the NBA? You know, that yeah, that's a good question. But I, I'm talking about the whole package, the superstar possibility, the charisma, all the, all the things that, that New York needs so much. And talk about selling tickets, too. You know, I mean, where is all the hype? The hype is around Williamson. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. I mean, if the Knicks had gotten the number one pick, the sales staff would have had an easier job this morning uh, than they do. 
trying to sell the number three pick. But we, we've got a long way to go between now and the draft. And free agency, I think, as John said, is really going to tell more the next story than this draft pick. The thing about the draft is we don't know, right? Uh, Steve and I were talking before we began this recording, John, and, and I said, who was number one pick last year? DeAndre Ayton. Was he the best rookie last year? No. Now, to say that he was not deserving of the number one pick after one year is the wrong thing to say. We don't know whether or not Zion Williamson is going to become Michael Jordan or Sam Bowie. We don't. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows about this draft. Ask Philadelphia about Markel Fultz. Like, and I know he's had shoulder injuries and problems, but he's never going to be worthy of the number one pick. So we don't know. But to your point, Steve, yes, from the standpoint of the storyline and the charisma and him being able to attract the non-basketball fan. I mean, blowing up his sneaker and things like that. Yeah, it's exactly. got so much press. But you that, know what I mean? But that's not going to help you win. So let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. I, I think the Knicks will get a very good pick. I don't think it impacts at all who decides to come as a free agent to New York. I don't think they care that they're playing with Zion Williamson. I think they're bringing Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard or any of the free agents that will be available. They're all coming to New York because they want to come to New York because they are bringing their resume, their championship rings if they have them. They're coming to New York and they're thinking Zion Williamson should be happy to play with me. Who is this kid? 19 years old, mm -hmm. one year, didn't even lead Duke to a national championship. True. That, I think that's how they would think about it. Son, you got to prove it to me, but I'm KD. I'm Kyrie Irving. Here's here's what I've done. Here are my all-star appearances. In case of uh, Durant, here are my championships. But let me, let me ask you this, and I'll, John, is so if New York is attractive to those two to those two players. If they're thinking about coming there, it doesn't matter who the Knicks wind up selecting. But is he a LeBron-type talent? Is he a Kobe-type talent? in Zion Williamson, because you just brought up know. his he age. Can't you know what I mean? He's not an outside shooter. Mm -hmm. He can't shoot the ball. He can't. That's a bit of a problem. Ask Ben Simmons. He, <laughs> But he's got unworldly talent outside of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's yeah. a freak athlete. He can jump like crazy. He's incredibly fast for a man his size, but he can't <laughs> shoot the basketball. Right. And he's, he's not, not a great free throw shooter, mm -hmm. which is something that's going to be, he shoots 64% from the free throw line, which is not great. I mean, there are He's flaws not, in his you game. Know, a three point shooter. And let's face it, the NBA nowadays is a three point shooting league. Everyone shoots. Well, three listen, now, now that the Knicks lost the number one, of course, we're looking at the holes in his game. You know what I mean? I mean you absolutely would have gone to the Knicks had they gotten the number one pick. So let's look at the, well, what, no, so he, at number no, three, I don't think there's okay. any question that he'll be the number one pick. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just curious to whether or not you're saying it's not a home run. Oh, you know, no, there never no, is a home the, run. No, he's the number one pick, but there's no guarantee he'll be a superstar marching into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. No guarantee. Also, we won't know. Steve, I don't want you to sell R.J. Barrett short. No, I I, no, he's a nice player, John. He's, he's a nice. I follow the college recruiting, and mm -hmm. this guy was the number one recruit on the board since mm -hmm. he's been like a sophomore in high school. A can't miss superstar who had he been able to come out to the NBA draft would have probably been right next to DeAndre Ayton, if not the number one pick in last year's draft as a high school freshman. The guy, he averaged the same amount of points as Zion, one less rebound, played five more minutes a game, and, and can really is, listen, you don't want to throw Magic Johnson's name around, but he sort of has that 
you know, that flair. He's a tremendous passer. He's 6'8". He, mm-hmm. he handles the ball, as I say, with both hands. He can shoot from the outside. He can get to the rim. He can set people up. This is by no means a booby prize at number three. All right, but John, sure let's... You want Zion? Yes. But yeah, this, but John, let's... It's not pl- like you're falling off a table at number three. Okay, but let's play the game now. So Memphis has number two. Are they going to go with John ja Morant for sure, who's considered by many the, mo- the, the most NBA-ready and a, and a phenomenal Absolutely. point guard. So if they no are, are they taking Memphis, or is Memphis definitely taking him? And in which case, did the, the, obviously the Knicks would go with R.J. Barrett. But what if, yeah. let's just throw I a scenario out there. Memphis will take him because Mike Conley's been in the league for 12 years. And listen, he's not getting any younger. Yeah, he's, he's 31. a huge contract. This guy would be perfect to fill in there to, uh, um, to, to, to play next to him and then take the reins. I would think that that would be the position that they would go. But if they, for some reason, wind up taking Barrett, then you know the Knicks are going to take Morant because he's the next best player. Yeah, but interesting enough, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, okay, you got Dennis Smith Jr. on your roster already, was a high pick two years ago, and now you've got, you've got Kyrie Irving that you're courting. So there's a lot of considerations there. It's almost you want it to go that way. You want, you want Memphis to take Ja Morant at two. And so R.J. Barrett, which is really the real need right now for the Knicks, would you agree, is, is, a, is a, a power forward? Yeah, well, he's more of a small forward, yeah. like almost like a two guard. And his size, he's uh-huh. he's not going to knock people down. He's gonna he's gonna have the ball in his hands. I mean, look at Duke at the end of their shot clocks in in the most opportune times. The ball was in Barrett's hands. Now, whether he was going to set Williamson up on the block and let him use his brute strength and just drop that right shoulder and put that left hand up to the rim, that was going to be a lot of the time. But but most other times, Barrett was going to take smaller guards off the dribble and get, get his own shot at the end. So um, listen, again, it all depends on July one, you know, who's going to come and play with him, but they'll have to reassess if they do wind up taking John Morant, then maybe Kyrie Irving is not the guy. And then they go after maybe a Kawhi Leonard or they go, obviously they're going to go after Durant, but but what happens if they trade what, uh, what shakes out that way? What happens if they trade the pick? Why, 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 option, why is that not in play? Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Davis wants out, right? This mm-hmm. may change his mind. He may look at Zion Williamson and say, okay, we've added a, we're going to add a, a bona fide player. At least it appears that way. And so I'll stick around uh, because maybe we're going to be better. Maybe he doesn't want to stay anyway. Maybe he's burned that bridge. Maybe going back there doesn't, do him any favors. It does New Orleans favors, but now after he's turned his back on the franchise, even though David Griffith, you know, would embrace him with open arms, the man who runs the franchise, I don't know if the fan base will. And I know all sins are forgiven if you win. So what happens if the Knicks say to New Orleans, Hey, look, here's the number three pick. You got one in three. We'll take Anthony Davis. Uh, yes, and then you fill in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad threesome. But here, let's let's look at this too. I mean, Zion Williamson. And I think those guys, John and and Steve, I think those guys would be maybe more apt to join a Knicks team that has a guy like Anthony Davis as opposed to a rookie that they know nothing about, even if it was Zion Williamson. But you got that's a good th- point. This is a guy who's that's proven tablet. himself in the league. And what's yeah. Zion Williamson thinking? Because, okay, what happened with doesn't Anthony Davis? Go. Wouldn't he want to go, hey, what, what happened to Anthony Davis there? What, what happened to that situation? There. You know, it has, nothing, it has everything to do with management. It has nothing to do with the city. Small franchises can flourish. It's been a while, say, since Utah has, but we've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, if you have good management and good players, these 
these players will find a life that they will certainly enjoy. And New Orleans is a great city. Oh, it is. It's a hell of a city. Mm-hmm. So it's the losing that gets to them after a while. Mm-hmm. But I do yeah, but think. Did you see him last night? Oh, he, did you see he, his face? He, he was like, can like somebody point me to Louisiana? Oh, guy, there's no way. There's no way he thought that he should have, that there was a possibility he could have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. But there's no way he th- was sitting in that chair thinking, New Orleans, here I come. Yeah. Especially no when two of the final four were New York and Los Angeles. He thought, I'm going to be going to honky tonk. Exactly. And it looked as if he had seen a ghost, and I don't know whether you'd seen it or not, but they whisked him out of there about as fast as possible. They didn't want him really doing, other than that one interview, they didn't want him doing anymore. You could see the disappointment oh. or the disillusionment or just the complete shock on his face. He, he had no idea what was going on. And the interview he did with, uh, uh, with ESPN – his answers were horrible. He was hardly yeah. enthused, hardly yeah. enthused about what had just happened. You know, Matt, you and I talked about this last night in the in the Hot Take podcast that we did about how poorly produced that whole show was last night. They had it, it was like the Zion Williams show, and everybody else was just a pawn. I mean, those other players sat there as if you know what the heck are we even doing here this is all about you i i know i mean i i thought yeah as i said to you last night and by the way uh, john for those who are listening to the show and not aware we john has uh unearthed uh, and we're we're somewhat dinosaurs but uh has unearthed this app where we can kind of record things immediately and put it right up uh either on our twitter account or our facebook account and anchor is the uh, is the app at any rate and so we did a quick yes. we just did a quick draft uh, review or draft lottery review and i said Rachel Nichols who is a terrific journalist and as i mentioned to you last night john i mean i i've known her since her hockey days when she was covering the washington capitals for the washington post she's gone on to much bigger and better things with the national platform at ESPN, but oh, she was fawning over Zion last night. Did you see? Did, did you see that, Steve? I mean, she just like everything was. Hi, Zion. How you feeling, Zion? Zion, well, we got these teams. Zion, are you ready? We're going to reveal the final. But oh it's reflective, God. guys. It's reflective of how exciting this player but she's is. A which profes- I, yeah, she's a professional. Uh, she's a journalist. Please. Well, let's, let's look at. Please. We were talking. Plus, about, how about some respect for the other guys who were there? True. True. But listen, how about we were talking about last year's draft. I mean, come on, DeAndre Ayton. Wow, he electrified Phoenix. I mean, come on. I mean, the, the, the excitement around this player. You got to be able to play. You got to be able to play. I understand, but there, there, you, you got to, you got to admit, there's, a, there was an incredible amount of excitement around this player because of his athleticism, his explosiveness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on, the highlight reel was ridiculous. Every but, time you, it's but like, it's still exciting. Right. It's just sure. exciting for New Orleans, right? No, no, yeah, of course, no, no. <laughs> he, he's yeah. not going anywhere, or maybe he is. Maybe. He's going to tell him I'm not signing. Oh, boy. Wow. Who knows? We'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. But He doesn't uh, have an agent yet. By but, the way, he doesn't have an agent. Okay. So he could go back into the draft, I think. So, John, the Knicks offer that the pick you number three. That? What, happens, what happens there? We'll say it again. He doesn't have an agent. Okay. And he doesn't, and he doesn't sign. He refuses what to sign. What happens if he goes back to Duke? Oh, man. Is, is he, can, no, no. As really, long as you he, don't hire an agent. He didn't hire an agent yet, so he nope. can he can conceivably go. Well, nope. unless there's some rule that I'm not well, aware of, he had, or he has in fact hired an agent. As yeah. of last night, the, the story was he had not hired an agent. Okay, so, so I'm asking the question: If he holds all the cards, mm-hmm. he's this dynamic player. He's Mr. Charm, Mr. Personality, Mr. Athleticism, Mr. Mr. New York. Well. 
yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Mr. Big City at any rate. Right. What happens if he says I'm not going? Well, you then know it, what then happens, he, Matt? You know what happens then? What? Then the, the Knicks hear this and they decide at number three to draft some unknown Serbian small forward with the option to tank again to get back up to the top of the draft. <laughs> and then yeah. finish third again or maybe drop to fifth. Right. Or sixth. Exactly. And then right. that was the rest Well, then, of he's, then taken, he's taken a considerable risk. Now, Absolutely. remember when he blew up his shoe, he hurt yeah. what? He hurt his ankle and his knee. So, you know, you never know. Yep. Um, I mean, he would take out an insurance policy. Sure. It wouldn't pay him what ultimately his career earnings could be. But he would protect himself. And uh, I'm just just throwing it out there. They're all options. Yes, they're all scenarios that could play out. Who knows? And 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 is it a fact? Did he did he not uh, hire an agent? That's who, the word. Who knows? I read a story. Okay. USA Today had a story that he had not hired an agent. Okay. Well, so there's still a chance for us here at More Sports. Now we can maybe throw our hat in the ring. <laughs> exactly. I'll just take one percent. We don't need. We didn't. Yeah. We don't need the. I think it's. Five. So yeah, let me yeah. ask you if this, so the Knicks do float that number three pick to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Do they jump all? Would you jump all over that, Johnny? Well, who jump I, all? I, you know, New Orleans. Again, well, well no. If, come if, down to, would you would you want down to who's coming with me? Do you, you know, want I, Anthony Davis or the number three pick as a Knicks fan? Anthony okay. Davis. Okay. You have no idea Anthony what these guys Davis are going to turn into. Amazing player. You're, you're right. I agree. He gets hurt a lot, though. You got to put that he in does. the mix. But, you, um, but he's established. I mean, he's got a skill set that is, we talk about freakish. Yeah, I mean, man, he, he can shoot all over the court, inches. right? Yeah, he's, and he, he, he sprouted up like six, eight inches in like a year and a half. So he was a point guard for much of his youth and even into high school. And then the next thing you know, he's, he walks on the campus at Kentucky and he's seven feet tall with a wingspan from here all the way to, uh, you know, L.A. And, and he's still got guard skills. The thing is, can he stay on the floor? And does That's anybody know what he's, yeah. Does anybody know what he's, he's thinking? Has he shown an affinity to, to go to a bigger market and things like that? I mean, or yeah, does that's that, why that's he, wants out. he wants to win and, you know, not <laughs> I mean, he was trying to force a trade to Los Angeles and that fell through. Okay. Yeah. The trade deadline. So presumably he does want that he would, he would welcome a trade to the Knicks. I think he said he's all, he would welcome, you know, signing long-term in New York or in LA. He wants to go somewhere where they're going to spend money and they're going to win. Now the Knicks have not been a beacon of winning for the last and then they haven't shown years or so. Well, look, look at the Knicks management, with, right? I mean, yeah. there's some well, questions. One thing the Knicks do, they'll spend money. They just don't spend it on the right people. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, so how do spend money? It's I, not like Dolan sits on his money. He spends it both in, in basketball and in hockey. Matt, you would know more so than I. It just, doesn't seem to, you know, come out the way they wanted to, but they're not sitting on gobs of money. No, no. Uh, he's had much more success with the Rangers, and I maintain it's because he knows yeah. less about hockey and had allowed Glenn Sather and now Jeff Gordon to run the franchise the way they see fit. And they haven't won a championship, but they've gone to uh, uh, Stanley Cup final. They've gone to conference finals. They, th- they've yeah. been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think – most people think they know basketball. Very few people think they know hockey, especially if you're born in America. So I think he probably meddles more in basketball and listens more in hockey. So, But here's the thing. If you're Anthony Davis and New Orleans tries to keep you on board, they go, look, we're going to be good. But you say, no, I want out. And the Knicks do come to you and say, listen, we'll give you the third pick. I would take Anthony Davis if I'm the Knicks. Yes. But if I'm Anthony Davis, I want to know, well, 
who are you going to get? When am I going to agree to this trade? It has to be before the draft, so it's before free agency. So now you have to be fairly certain through backdoor communications that Kevin Durant or any of the big free agents are coming. Because now if you're Anthony Davis coming to New York without a support cast, you're on a bad team again, and you're worse than Carmelo Anthony. You'll be booed unmercifully. Well, here's one for you. So, guys, here's one for you. Does Anthony Davis now want to stay with Zion Williamson in town? And does Zion Williamson say, hey, is Anthony Davis staying around? You know, uh, I well, think Anthony Davis still wants out. He's made it clear. He still he has reportedly made it clear. He still wants. Out. OK. All right. That's certainly what Mr. Griffin is is planning to uh, to pitch. Hey, listen, we got a breath of fresh air here now. You won't be the only uh, option one A and one B for teams to shut down. You're going to have a little help here. You could be the dynamic duo, but. As Matt said, he he has said mm. unequivocally that he wants out. Yep. But, okay. you know, people change their mind. Who knows? Well, they do. And as I said earlier on the show, I think he's burned the bridge, though. Yeah. Uh, I think he's turned his back on the city, and I don't know if they embrace him. Now, if he does decide, I'm going to give it a shot. The reason I wanted to leave was not for, uh, as Ric Flair would say, bright lights, big city, but yeah. uh, would leave because we were losing. And I think – with this guy who's, you know, and, and David Griffith's been around the NBA for a while and he's got a track record. So I have faith in him. And now we have the number one pick, et cetera. So I'll stick around. The fans will embrace him if they win. If they get mired in losing again, then what's he going to go back and say, hey, we're still losing. I won out. Uh, I, I just think the optics are bad. I think he's gone. So what's the most attractive scenario for to, to lure Kevin Durant to New York? I mean, I guess, you know, getting R.J. Barrett at, at three and uh, making a play for Kyrie. I mean. Yeah, Durant's going to want to come with other players. Mm-hmm. He's not coming by himself. So that's what that's well, you what know the, what else, fellas. Look at what Golden State has done the last two or three games. The Warriors they've played their best basketball of not not, not going to say of the season, but they've played some of their best basketball of the of the uh, you know latest couple of weeks. And Durant has been out. I mean, he's not even in the building. He's, yeah, he's, he's been away. And the Splash Brothers. You know, they get that thing going again, and and Draymond Green, and yeah, they played everybody last night without him. They went you know, de- they, without him. <laughs> Steve yeah. Kerr went way deep into his bench last night. Yeah, so, uh, in you know, beating maybe Portland. He sees, they, I'm like, you know, I'm like another added attraction here, and sure, it's overkill with me. These guys can win without me. I, I'm going to go and see if I can grab a couple of buddies of mine, and we're going to see if we can put a moribund franchise on my back. And that will be really, you know, an accomplishment, a feather in my cap because winning out here while it's great. Yeah. They could win without me. Yeah. And with Curry shooting away, I mean, you know, I, I just watched the first half and he may, he dropped like three threes in the last minute. One of them, he just, he just chucked up there. I mean, he, yeah, when he's, he's hot, shooter. when he's no, hot, he's a, no, it's he's just unbelievable, shooter. man. I mean, it's a, a, a different team. You don't need anybody <laughs> except him firing away. It's pretty unbelievable. You know, so yeah, right with the Splash Brothers, with both. Uh, I think Thompson was in fl- foul trouble last night, but it didn't matter. Curry was freaking just dropping everything, right? Right. I mean, oh, he's come shit. on. I mean, they're stars. Shit. Yeah. So they don't. I mean, is it great to have him? They don't need it. And you know what else? And Boogie Cousins is sitting on their bench too. Another I know. top fifteen twenty player. <laughs> it's they unbelievable. Don't need these guys to win. That being said, I think Durant does leave for, for that reason, among others. Uh, he wants his own path, and he won't go, though. He won't go to the Knicks. He won't go anywhere if he's the only guy. Yeah. You can't win being the only guy. 
And the no. Knicks don't have enough of a supporting cast uh, for for them to win without other big name free agents coming. So, and then also, come just, on, you don't think Frank Nealakina is going to draw a lot of KP <laughs> and all his boys? Mitchell in? Robinson, right? And Knox. is and is Durant in his prime, or is he starting to slide down the other side? No, That's he's great. You no, know, he is great, great. But how, you know, it's, it's well. I mean, it's. Uh, it's uh, Next it's two a lot, years. lot. Yes. Hey, flags fly forever. You win a championship. It doesn't oh, yeah, matter. Yeah, no doubt. The Knicks could wheel him out to center court for him to play the last couple of years of his contract. Put him in a wheelchair. Uh, it wouldn't yeah. matter. You bring a championship. Flags fly forever. And baby. listen, guys, guys, remember how bad the Celtics were for so many years. And they made that deal for Garnett and Pierce, man, and won a championship. They turned it around so quickly. And, you know, so, I mean, that that can happen. I mean, you got to believe in today's NBA. They got to get those players, you, though. You, absolutely. You, can yeah, the you, Knicks get those you've players? You got to get those two or three players. Yeah, that's what we've been saying. You, you get a Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant, man, and then you get R.J. Barrett. My goodness, you've got, wow, you've got a different team. So now you're not upset that you didn't get the number one pick. Well, come on. I have to I have to set my mind somewhere, <laughs> man. I got I to get a good I got to adjust here. Listen, it was 14%. I said that at the jump. So how, how, how much can you whine? I mean, it's water under the bridge at this point, and you got to adjust. That's why it was people just play so the lottery, exciting. though. It was just so exciting. You guys talking about the cameras being on Zion. They were on him because of the, just the excitement around this guy. And look, New York, the media capital of the world. You know, we talk about this all the time. I mean, it's just the excitement of bringing him. The Knicks have been awful for a long time. And it's just, it's, it's time. It's time. But hey, listen, R.J. Barrett, number three, and, the, and these moves that are possible. I mean, they're, they're, it's, that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, well, listen, all eyes turn to July 1 because yep. that's when free agency opens up at 12.01 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out what the Knicks are going to be like on, you know, by probably by noon on July 1st or July 2nd at the latest. We'll find out yep. who their draft pick is or had to, if they had made the trade um, for, uh, for Anthony Davis. And then we'll find out who's coming aboard. And that'll do it for us at the podcast at moresportsnow.com. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. We've got our podcast on there. We've got some articles on there as well. We've got a blog. Uh, check it out, our uh, social media handles. we got Facebook. We've got Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Uh, Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan in the studio. we got uh, John McAlevey on the line. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.